You are listening to the Toxic Mold Podcast with my husband, Steve Worsley, the toxic mold expert and your number one source for mold consulting and mitigation in the USA. Here is episode 98, Laundry Rooms and Mold. Before we get started on this episode, a short or not so short disclaimer. While all attempts have been made to verify the content provided in this podcast, neither the podcaster or the producers assume any responsibility for errors, omissions, or alternative interpretations of the issues discussed herein. All information stated in this podcast is the opinion of Steve Worsley. Steve Worsley is a mold specialist with over 20 years of experience in the construction and mold industry. The Toxic Mold Podcast is for information sharing purposes only. The views expressed are those of the podcaster and his alone. These views should not be taken as expert instruction or commands. While there may be references to medical conditions and symptoms, all solo podcast episodes are the opinion of Steve Worsley, and any medical questions or concerns shall be addressed with the appropriate licensed medical professional or professionals. As the podcaster refers to different mold types, please be aware that Steve Worsley is not a microbiologist, and questions concerning mold specifics should be answered by the appropriate professional. The listener is 100% responsible for his or her own actions. You can check out Steve's books on Amazon about mold and dealing with mold in your home at amazon.com forward slash author forward slash Steve Worsley. And if you're interested in scheduling a mold consultation over the phone consultation with Steve, you can be sure to find out more about those and his availability at cnccontractorservices.com. Now, let's get to the episode. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Toxic Mold Podcast. Steve, today we are talking about laundry rooms and mold. Yep, it's uh, almost the end of March or close to it, I guess. So we're, what, a quarter of the way through the year? Oh, that's right. The years pass by so fast, yeah. the older you get. Yeah, yep. So uh, a lot of times when we deal with mold concerns and mold mitigation, whether it's, you know, mitigation job or testing or water issues a lot of times it's it's in a laundry room and should people be concerned about i mean when you think i don't think people think laundry room and mold so how should people be thinking about mold prevention when it comes to laundry rooms well there's there's a lot of components that uh, could be causing issues you know the reason like you were just saying that they don't think about it is is a lot of times a laundry room small and for the most part, it's just the washer and dryer in there and a little bit of storage. And so where the mold would be, it would be behind that washer and dryer so you don't see it. So it could be from not attaching the dryer vent properly, which when I was doing home inspections, it was alarming how many people think that they can heat their house. Not fully, but it, it's, it helps for energy. To, to terminate that dryer vent and duct right in their laundry room because of the heat from the dryer. And it's, you know, I have to explain to people that the whole purpose of that vent is to blow that humid air outside so people don't hook up the dryer vent properly. Sometimes it's not done intentionally, you know? Yeah. And would you say that a laundry room is the perfect storm for mold? When I think about a laundry room, when you're running the dryer, it's really warm in there. Mm -hmm. 
And then if there is a moisture intrusion event that you don't know about behind the washing machine, you've got moisture plus humidity. Yep. And plus the heat you just talked about. And different mold types, you know, just uh, when I talk to my clients or you've heard me say it, mold's just so complex. And one of the reasons why is, is, you know, different mold species thrive under different conditions and on different materials, if that makes sense. So... Some molds love cooler temperatures. Some molds love warmer temperatures, like um, Candida, which is a very infectious, uh, it's a pathogen mold. It likes warmer climates, where something like Stachybotrys likes it cooler. So it, like you said, it's just you, you combine all these things, and yeah, I mean, it, you're asking for a mold issue. You have so the three things, just so our listeners, if you listen to us, you know this. Mold has to have three things to reproduce. The mold spores, which unless you're in a lab somewhere um, or hospital or something that's pressurized, you're not going to get rid of the mold spores. They're naturally present. The second thing you have to have is the humidity above 60%, so you have a dryer in there. Plus, on top of that, you have to have a food material for the mold, which is cellulose materials. So your clothes, your sheetrock, I mean, everything. So, yeah, it's a perfect storm. Wow. And does location of the laundry room also play a role in whether there, you know, the likelihood that there'll be a mold issue? You know, it can, but, you know, I, I guess the way I would answer that is is it doesn't matter where the laundry room is. It can happen. Okay. But now if you're in a, if the, if the laundry room's in a basement, that's the lowest level of the home, obviously. So... You have a leak from the foundation or a leak from the gutters. It's You're going to get more water in there in that laundry area if it's down there. Versus, let's say, it's on a main level where that water's not coming in. Does that make sense? Yes, but I was thinking about the book that you wrote about building a mold... Building a mold... Not mold-proof, but a mold-resistant home. Exactly. Um, and I was thinking about... You know how back in the day people used to have... Well, wealthier people would have a laundry room on the main floor, but then a laundry room in a closet in the hallway on the bedroom floor. Oh, up above it? Yes. And so I'm just thinking, does it make more sense if you're trying to build a mold-resistant home to not put a laundry room that's two floors above? Because if there is an intrusion event, it goes to the ceiling of the next floor, the floor, like it could cause all kinds right. of havoc exactly. that in the basement it couldn't, is my point. Exactly. I understand what you're saying. Uh, you know, you, you're going to have probably a bathroom up there anyway, so you okay. would have a plumbing source. Now, of course, it's always, you know, better to have those at a lower level, but what I would suggest if you're building a new home and... Like the scenario we're talking about, most people are going to laugh when I say this, but you would imagine that most people are going to have that laundry room kind of in the middle of the home, if that makes mm -hmm. sense, meaning it's not on an exterior wall. Okay. If you're going to do a laundry room, I would definitely make sure it's on an exterior wall. And here's why. When dryer vents are the, I believe they're the second, maybe the first leading cause to fires in homes, I believe the Number one's a water heater, and it, it changes and obviously depends on who you ask. So we were talking about the vent, and inadvertently, you might not be attaching that vent properly to the wall or wherever it goes to, to exit the home. Well, those vents, let's just picture if you have a, if you have a laundry room in the middle of, of your upstairs, 
and you have to run this vent clear over here, then up the wall and out. That gives just more rooms for that the lint and that exhaust pipe to uh, clog up. Oh, does that make sense? Yeah. So it's my whole point is is you want the shortest run with your dryer vent that you can have. Okay. And it being on an exterior wall, you literally it just goes right through the wall. Okay, that makes sense. So it's the whole thing of what wall it's that root laundry room is on adjacent or to adjacent you. to. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it speaking of the dryer vent, keep this in mind too. A lot of people and a lot of issues I ran into as a home inspector, and we see it as mold inspectors too, is the fact of where that vent terminates. So a lot of people will just put it down in their crawl space or they take it right up into the attic and then they just leave it there. Well, once again, the whole point, what's the point of an exhaust fan in a bathroom? Well, to to circulate the air. Yes, to pull the humidity out of that area. You don't want to take that. Same thing with a dryer vent, except for dryer vents, obviously warm, like you said. You don't want to take that hot air and just put it in your crawl space or put it up in your attic. Otherwise, you're, you're you're creating a mold infestation in an area that's going to cost you a lot more money for mitigation. Yeah. Then if we had to do it on an outside wall, if that makes sense. Okay, that makes sense. So for all purposes, you want it adjacent to an exterior. Yep. Wall. And and make sure though that your dryer vent terminates on the exterior of the home. Okay. No garages, no crawl spaces, attics, nothing like so that. So it okay. So it terminates meaning. Stuff goes outside of the house. Yep. Once, once it dumps all the air out, it has needs to be outside. Okay. And, you know, it's, it's kind of similar to radon. When we do radon mitigation, it's the same thing. So you've given a, a number of things that people can do to sort of prevent mold or toxic mold in, in laundry rooms. What else should they know about mold prevention in a laundry room? So one thing we didn't, we haven't touched on is your plumbing fixtures in there. Sometimes people have a sink, uh, you know, I call it a laundry sink, and it's just a standalone, you know what I'm talking about, big basin yes, tub. Yes, yes. It's not a tub, but our little dogs, they're little, like you could bathe them in it. Exactly. So it's a, it's a, it's a laundry room uh, basin is what I call it. You want to make sure that, you know, none of that's leaking. And then, of course, your washing machine is hooked to the water lines themselves. Okay. And... One of the most common things we really see as far as defects in a laundry room is the actual valves that open and close for your hot and cold water for mm-hmm. your washing machine. And when you say defects, do you mean that they leak? Yeah. Well, what what typically happens is, so in older homes, so we have, and I talk about this in the book, there's t- different valve types. There's a gate valve where if this is the pipe, it just screws down and then it comes down and stops the water. That's called a gate valve that you turn. Those are older styles. They still have them. I'm not a fan of them. But what happens is where the stem washer is in that valve, there's there's just a little tiny leak, not enough to hurt anything for mold, but it, it over time it just calcifies and it won't, you can't even turn it. So then you can't even turn it off. Yeah, wow. Well, then so... You can imagine once it's calcified, then you try to crank on it. A lot of times you'll break the handle or once you close it, it does leak. Wow. So that's why a lot of times you'll see, and I don't know if you've noticed this, I probably haven't pointed it out to you. So on foreclosures, when we're doing foreclosures, a lot of times the hoses for the washer, there's no washer there. They put them in that drain pipe. 
Oh, okay. And it's because they're the, those ho- those valves aren't closing all the way, and so they're leaking. Okay. So in other words, you can't stop the water. Wow. So that that's a common problem. Also, the your washing machine obviously has a drain pipe, just like your dishwasher does. It has to get rid of that water. And then there's all different designs, but uh, newer homes, you have a, and I don't know if I even talked about this in my new book. I think I'm pretty sure I did, but I know it's in the course, one of the courses. But anyhow, it's a just a, it's a unit in the wall that it's for when you're rough plumbing, you put this, this square box in the wall and it has your two water lines that come up okay. and then the drain line that goes down. Yes. And it's all attached and looks nice and fancy. So make sure that your drain pipe, you know, a lot of people just throw that drain pipe in and it kind of looks like a J. Mm-hmm. They just throw it in that, you know, in that uh, drain pipe and think that it's good. You need to make sure it's secure or fastened so that it's not going to try to pop out of there, if that makes sense. Okay. So how often should people be looking at these things in their laundry room? <laughs> Sounds like a lot to keep up with. And it, it really is. You know, <laughs> it's funny because you say that and then I think, well, when's the last time I've done it at our house? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> so Yeah, it feels like a lot to keep up with. Yeah, and it... I. I I, I just admitted to our listeners that I don't really check behind there. So I'm going to sound like a hypocrite, but you need to look behind there. But my excuse is going to be, I know a good mold guy if something was to go wrong, so yeah. I could fix it. But it is something that, you know, when you're if you're building a new home, put that box we were talking about, put it up high enough that you can see it behind the washer and dryer. Yeah. Meaning the wash, it's not so low that you can't see it. Because then if you can see it, it helps. Yeah. But you should just grab a flashlight and look behind there. You know, naturally, and, and, and construction's always evolving. But when we were talking about the dryer vent, as you can imagine, it has to come out of the dryer and then be attached to the wall. Well, no matter what, for the most part, you need a gap back there. Does that make sense? So... Just look back there with your flashlight. Just look down there and just make sure there's not a bunch of water. Absolutely. So that's all I know about laundry rooms. <laughs> well, and with people thinking about, man, how many things on this podcast does he want me to check on a regular basis? <laughs> I think what's beautiful is you're currently building a product, I won't give the name away, where it's like a, a, a kit for people to actually have worksheets and what to do and how to do it. And so you're sort of making, you're building this kit. So with ease, they know exactly what to do rather than let me go back and listen to 10 different episodes to figure out everything I should check. And then, you know, and then I don't have to say to you or ask you, is that one of those opt-ins or buy it, whatever you call it for (laughs) emails. But yes, it'll be the, 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 the product we're working on is uh, it, it's going to have things in it, like you said, like a checklist, of, you know, and, and one of my books will be in it. And, you know, we're going to, it's, it's going to be something that we're hopefully going to have wrapped up here. It's been taking a while, but probably in the next couple months, I would say by midsummer, hopefully we have it available and our uh, listeners can go to our website and buy it. But we're not going to give out any names or anything away until we, we have them ready to go. Exactly. So we'll let all of you know when it's available. It'll be a very economical price. And uh, I think it's, I think it's something that, that, you know, I think our clients are going to like it. Yeah, it's going to be very helpful. Yeah. And it's, you know, this is where 
you know, today I was just working on a, on a, a console that's, it's just kind of complex. And it's because they did a lot of testing, which is great. But, you know, there are things that should have been done that I feel that weren't. So anyhow, hopefully this whole kit will help everybody out. And, and going back to what I was just going to say, that's what makes CNC contractor services so different than our competitors. They're not going to offer this kit we're talking about. They don't, for the most part, do consultations. I, I just, I take a totally different perspective when it comes to mold. And our, our clients that have, have done uh, consults with us know, like, yeah, it's totally different. Just how specialized yeah. it is and how extensive your consultations are. Right. Yep. So we're not trying to promote the consultation because we're, what are we supposed to promote today? Oh, oh we're, we're promoting page. the consultations. We, if you really want to save yourself some money, you will go to cnccontractorservices.com and get a consultation. Well, I didn't schedule. mean it that way. Sorry, listeners. <laughs> it was just, I, I write down what I was supposed to promote in the podcast, and that wasn't there. But yes, yeah. we're always, yeah, go ahead. and They're well worth it. Absolutely. I mean, it's, yeah. They're, they're, you will save so much money, and this kit that's coming out, hopefully by your birthday this summer will allow people to really... Yeah, I'm going to be 21 this year. <laughs> 21 how many times? Okay. <laughs> but it will allow people to really feel like they can take all the information you're teaching them on this podcast and in your Udemy courses and on the site and it will in, in the emails and on Facebook, it will help people feel like they can now organize what they've learned from you. Exactly. You're going to really yeah. act on them. Yeah, you're, we're not, we're just not going to, you know, be your mitigation company or the, the mold inspector, indoor air quality specialist, and kind of leave you hanging. And there's, you know, what you mentioned that, that kit with the, uh, with the consultation, you know, we're still trying to finalize stuff, but we're going to send that kit to, to those that get, that do a consultation. So yeah, it's, it's just something that we're trying to, you know, COVID we're, we're hopefully at the tail end of it, unless there's those variants and everything we hear about. <laughs> So we can move on from COVID, but we still have mold that we have to deal with. And a lot of people just, they, they either feel, um, abandoned, I guess is a, a good term because they don't think anybody takes it seriously. And that's why we're doing what we're doing. We're, we're, we're trying to educate people. We, you know, we want to figure out what's making you sick. We don't want you to just do mitigation or take an antihistamine or some sort of pill to fix you. Absolutely. And so whether it's something that's happening in your laundry room or something that's happening at work or at school or in one of your bedrooms, we want to be sure that you're educated with all the information exactly. you need to decide what is the next best step for your family. Yep. And it, it's, you know, for our listeners that are like, well, I don't know. We know what's causing the problem. I, I, I don't do just a consultation, you know, as far as like mitigation or just testing. We will... We will bring everything together and come up with action plans and figure out, you know, is it the mold making you sick? And we're going to guide you in the right direction, whether it's a medical issue or whatnot. So it's, I just want our listeners to know, it's not just a consultation because you think you have a mold problem. No, you can do that. You can book that consultation for anything that has anything to do with mold. Absolutely. Or everything that has anything to do with mold. <laughs> yeah, everything that has anything to do with it. So what's your call to action? I know we've given people lots of calls to action so far. <laughs> so do what I told you I don't do and go look behind your washer and dryer. <laughs> Just take a quick peek behind there with your flashlight. You don't have to pull it out. 
and just so check the fittings behind the washing machine, make sure there's nothing leaking, and then look behind the dryer, make sure everything's hooked up and there's no water. There you go. You heard it from the expert. We will catch you on the next episode. Prevent toxic mold exposure before it gets in your home. Download Steve's free mold investigation checklist at tinyurl.com forward slash CNC mold checklist. Again, download Steve's free mold investigation checklist at tinyurl.com forward slash CNC mold checklist.